when it comes right down to it, what is it that matters most in life? When the chips are down, when the going gets tough, when the storms blow in and the foundations of your life begin to shake, when you end up staring death in the face and you watch the green line on the heart monitor beginning to go flat, to what or to whom do you turn for comfort and for hope? In one of the greatest statements of faith outside of Scripture, the writer answers this way. Question. What is your only comfort in life and in death? Listen again to these words. That I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, He has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood. He has set me free from the tyranny of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. Because I belong to him, Christ, by his Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. If ever there was a passage outside of Scripture to study, to reflect upon, to memorize, this is the one. These are words that come from the Heidelberg Catechism, a statement of faith that comes out of our own theological tradition. Don't let the word catechism scares you. Catechism is simply a teaching tool to teach the bedrock truths of faith in question and answer form so that it can be memorized and easily learned. So what happens that the Heidelberg Catechism is 450 years old this year. And as you can guess, it came out of Germany. But it still speaks with power today. It is thoroughly based on Scripture. And honestly, if you take those words that I just read to heart, it will dramatically change your life. In fact, the first line really says it all. To know and to experience the comfort uh, comfort in this crazy and often fearful life, it's to believe with all our heart this crucial truth. I am not my own but I belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. If you and I belong to Jesus Christ, if we have made the commitment of our lives to Him in faith and trust, if He is truly our Lord and our Savior, then we no longer belong to ourselves. We are no longer under the lordship of our own ego, figuring out how to construct our own lives, trying to find our own meaning, relying upon our own resources, trying to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps, and then trying to save ourselves. But we belong to Jesus Christ. 
We belong to him body and soul, and we are now under his lordship and protective care. Whether we live or whether we die, we belong to the Lord, says the Apostle Paul. And again he says, you are not your own. You were bought with a price, that is, with the price of Christ's own blood. There's a story that I've always loved of a little boy who built a sailboat out of wood. It's a pretty good-sized little boat. And uh, he worked so hard on this, put in an unbelievably amount of time into it. And when he was done, he was so proud. It was just beautiful in his eyes. Well, this little boy lived in New York City, and so he took his little boat to the lake in Central Park, and uh, he put it into the water so that it would, might set sail. And a gust of wind came along and blew it across the lake. This is before everything was electronic and radio controlled, you know. So the boy watched his little boat sail across the lake, clear on over to the other side, and, and he didn't want to lose the boat. Tried to keep his eye on it, and so he made a mad dash for the other side to catch the boat on the other side. And when he arrived, lo and behold, some older boys took that boat, they stole it, and ran off with it. Well, that little boy was distraught, as you can imagine. With a sad face, he was walking past a, a series of stores, and he noticed a, what was actually a, a man in a, in a window putting a boat there in that window, and it was his. It was a pawn shop. So he went into the shop and said, Sir, that's my boat. And the owner said, Well, I'm sorry, son. Uh, you know, I paid for this boat, and... Uh, you know, it happens to be mine right now. If you want this boat, it's going to cost you five bucks. Well, in those days, for a little kid like that, five bucks was a fortune. But he ran home, emptied his piggy bank of everything that he had, didn't have a penny left, and ran to the pawn shop, still there, and he bought that boat. And as that boy went home with joy, he was heard to say, little boat, you now belong to me for two reasons. I made you and I bought you. God says the same thing to you and to me. You belong to me for two reasons. I made you, and I bought you. I redeemed you from sin and death at the cost of the blood of my own dear son. It cost me everything. You are mine. And knowing that we belong to God is a tremendous comfort in life. If we know that we truly belong to God, if we are God's own, 
then we can be sure that no matter what frightening thing might come along in life, God is not going to allow us to perish. If it's true that God made us, that he sent his son to die for us, that his love for us doesn't end, then God certainly is not going to allow us to perish. God will not allow us to be ultimately harmed. The Catechism reminds us, He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. Those are words that simply echo the truths of Scripture. And if this is the case, then what do we have to fear? We read a beautiful passage from Isaiah. The words, again, refer to the people of Israel, but we are, but we are God's people. So they apply to us. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've bought you. I've called you by name. You're mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. And then shortly before Jesus died on the cross, Jesus said of those who belong to him, I give them eternal life, and they will never perish and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Since I belong to God, then nothing, not my, weary, not my worries, my pains, my fears, my sense of loneliness or depression, not the worst catastrophe that can happen to me, not death itself, can snatch me away from God and separate me from His great love. We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. No matter what may befall us, no matter what we're dealing with, underneath are always His everlasting arms. If we belong to Christ, there's always that safety net underneath us. He'll catch us when we fall. If then we face the frightening prospect of a major surgery, if we receive a very scary diagnosis from the doctor, we can say to ourselves, I belong to God. If our lives seem to be coming apart at the seams, if our marriage is in ruins, if, if our financial life is a mess, then we can say, I belong to God. I'm in God's hands, and nothing is ultimately going to harm me. Again, what a comfort it is to know to whom we belong. And there's comfort to know that our loved ones who are in Christ belong to Him as well, and that He will not allow them to perish. It's great comfort for those of us who worry about our loved ones all the time. They belong to God. God will take care of them. Cheryl McGinnis, the wife of the co-pilot of American Airlines Flight 11, they know the flight that hit the World Trade Center, talked about her only source of comfort after that horrific event. I mean, talk about catastrophe. That was the catastrophe of all catastrophes, right? God is the only way I can survive, she said. I'm comforted knowing that the Lord cradled Tom in his arms as the plane hit the World Trade Center. 
Our Heavenly Father was there when His Son was hung on a cross and was crucified. Well, He was there when Tom's plane crashed. And I'm convinced that Jesus wept with me and with the others who hurt. Knowing that my personal relationship with the Lord will never be the same, He cares about my pain, and He will settle my heart if I trust Him. And she went on to say, I cling to every promise. To trust in the Word of God is hard sometimes, yet at the same time it brings incredible peace. A few weeks before Tom died, he told me to trust in God if anything ever happened. Well, something did, and it was terrible. But I am trusting God and finding that He truly is trustworthy. There was a woman who discovered amazing comfort and courage in the midst of utter devastation, personal devastation. In the course of my ministry, I've seen God's comfort at work again and again. Um, it's uh, affirming to my faith to, be, to have the privilege to be in certain situations. And that comfort has come as I've ministered to people. Actually, sometimes they've ministered to me <laughs> because... People seem to have such incredible faith in the most difficult kinds of situations. Their comfort comes from knowing that they belong to God. For many years, I had the privilege to serve as a volunteer chaplain at Providence Everett Medical Center. I was called in at various, into various situations, usually in the wee hours when somebody had died and needed to be with family, friends. But one day I was called to visit a patient. It was during the day. I was called to visit a patient, called to her room. She had just been given the diagnosis that she had a malignant tumor in her lung. And she wanted to talk to a chaplain. So I walked into the room not knowing exactly what to expect, you know, who might be there and so on. The family was all around and there were tears to be sure. But she said, the woman who was diagnosed with this, 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 this tumor, she says, chaplain, before I could actually even say more than hello, she says, chaplain, we're Christians here. We are people of faith. And by golly, with God on our side, we know it's going to be all right. And I know that I'm in God's hands. I belong to God. God's going to take care of me. God's going to take care of all of us. Chaplain, could you lead us in a prayer? Here I got into the room thinking, well, I would bring comfort to them, you know. But God was already there comforting them. And then they were kind of comforting me. They knew they belonged to God. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I remember officiating at a very difficult funeral. Um, this one was the funeral of a three-year-old little boy who was killed. Somebody had backed out the car, didn't see the, the, the child. And this is not a church family. This was outside the church. Um, but uh, the family told me that before their uh, little daughter died in the hospital, the chaplain had baptized her. And they said it was a tremendous comfort. It was a visible sign to them that their little girl belonged to God and that she was safe in God's hands. And so then, then they could begin to let go. 
they realized at that moment that their daughter belonged more to God than to them. In fact, baptism, which we will be celebrating during the second service this morning, is an exceedingly important sign and reminder that God claims us as His own and adopts us as His own children. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. Martin Luther always had this practice. I, I think I've commended this practice to you before, but I commend it to you now. Martin Luther, when he was feeling depressed or panicky or fearful or whatever, talk about hard life, Martin Luther had the whole <laughs> Catholic Church bearing down on him at one point with the devil. He was chasing him there in the castle and he was throwing inkwells to the devil. And, you know, talk about tough life. But he would always say at those moments, he says, I put my hand on my head and I say to myself, I am a baptized Christian. I belong to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. And he said, invariably, the devil would flee. So, if you want kind of a little visible sign, kind of a reminder of our own baptism, isn't it? Put your hand on your head and say, when you're feeling panicky, I am a baptized Christian, if you're baptized. I'm a baptized Christian. I belong to him. All will be well. He's going to see me through no matter what. Even if I should die, he'll be there to catch me on the other side. Nothing, neither death nor life, can separate me from the love of Christ Our only comfort in life and death is that you and I belong to God, body and soul, life and death, to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. To belong to Jesus is to experience comfort in the fearful situations of life. But there's also comfort in knowing that because we belong to Jesus, there is meaning and there is purpose and there is direction in life. It's comforting to know what we're here for, that He has called us to serve Him in the world. We have something to do that's significant, that is of eternal value. We know where we're headed in this life. We're not lost. We're not confused. We belong to Him. And because we belong to Him, you and I are called now to live for Him not for ourselves. Listen again to the words of the Catechism. Because I belong to Him, Christ, by His Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for Him. To live for Him is to follow His teachings and to do as Christ did. It's to have all of our goals and our, our purposes, our desires reoriented and reshaped so that it reflects His goals and desires and purposes for us. To live for Him is to live as His disciples in the world, pro proclaiming His word and deed. It's to take His words very seriously. It's to give ourselves entirely over to Him in faith, body, and soul lock, stock, and barrel so that he can have his way with us.
John Wesley, who was the founder of Methodism, knowing to whom he belonged and full of the Holy Spirit, expressed his resolve to live for God in a prayer. And this is a prayer that I've had posted in my office for years and years. He resolves to live for God. This is what he says. I am no longer mine, but yours. Put me to what you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you, exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, O oh blessed and glorious God, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. To whom do we belong? Do you and I belong only to ourselves, relying upon our own wisdom and resources to get through life? In truth, our own effort only goes so far, and in the end, it is not enough to meet our deepest needs. Our only comfort in life and in death is Jesus Christ himself. In simple trust, turn your life over to him, body and soul, saying, Lord, here I am. I am yours. Do with me what you will. Use me, shape me, mold me. Help me to become the person you meant for me to be. I am wholeheartedly willing and ready to live for you. So may it be. And you know what? If you have actually never prayed a prayer like that, whatever words you use, if you've never prayed a prayer like that, Let me put it in positive form. If you pray a prayer like that, you can be sure that you belong to Jesus. He is yours. You are his. And that nothing can separate you from his love. If you pray a prayer like, like that, you can be sure that you are a Christian You're not just a nominal Christian by name only because your parents were Christians, and you, but you are a Christian by choice, by decision. You have wholeheartedly yielded yourself to him. And then the rest of life is working out that salvation, one for us in Christ. Well, let me pray. Uh, gracious God, um, whether we pray it now for the first time or many times, we again say, Lord, here we are. We give our lives over to you, lock, stock, and barrel, body and soul. Lord, we pray that our own ego would be dethroned and that you would sit on the throne and that we would follow you because to follow you is to know true joy. 
It's to know eternal life. Lord, we thank you for the assurance that we have in you, that you are indeed our only comfort. How can we begin to thank you for your love? You created each one of us. You redeemed us at great cost. Lord, we want to belong to you. In the name of the one who taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.